The Mix Room with Genelec. Today's podcast guest is engineer, mixer and recording producer Caesar Edmonds, who's worked with The Killers, Foles, Queens of the Stone Age, PJ Harvey, The Amazons, Two Door Cinema Club and many, many more during his career so far. So welcome along, Caesar. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, how are you? I am very well. How about yourself, Alice? I'm really good. It's so nice to talk to you again. We were just saying off air that we haven't spoken since 2019. There's been a whole pandemic in between. So what's been going on, Caesar, in that time? I know probably a lot, but how are you? How have you been? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty well. Uh, last time you spoke to me, I was just, uh, I just got, I think I just got nominated for MPG Award. You maybe. had? What a memory you've got. Yeah. And and then post that, I, I managed to win the award. Yeah. To which at first I thought it was going to be, it was going to be, that's 2020 is going to be my year. <laughs> but guess what? Just like everyone else. <laughs> COVID had uh, other plans. Yeah, exactly. A bat from Wuhan had another plan. <laughs> and so, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so... Uh, that was that was it and I sort of we were just just been working along managed to survive the whole pandemic which was great it was quite uncertain whether I was gonna stay in the UK or move back to Singapore because like obviously because it was it was a COVID free situation in Singapore back then wow they did well yeah, they did well at the start, but then like every other country that's not had COVID, it's 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 attacked it quite quite crazy. So who knew that you know we did it right in the end, the UK. Mm, we got there in the <laughs> end, didn't we? What um so are you at assault on battery right now? I am in the battery studio complex at the moment. Assault and battery has been renamed. Oh, of course, as- yes. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, it's yeah, battery studio complex, and yeah, I am there at the moment as we speak, and I have I've since we last spoke, I've taken on a room by myself. So it was kind of it was kind of a big jump, really, from because um, like I've been, it's uh, kind of one of those like, I've been working with. Um, Flood and Mulder for since like 2012, mm-hmm. I believe. And like, you know, it sort of got to the point where I had to, I just basically, I had to grow up. And uh, I thought that in the middle of a pandemic was the best time to grow up. <laughs> because if you can, if you can survive in the middle of a pandemic, I guess when the times are bad, then you should be able to survive, right? <laughs> that must mean you're a proper adult then, Caesar. I wish, I wish. <laughs> we all wish we were. <laughs> exactly. No, you're doing it right. So you've got your own room then. Well, that's exciting. How's that been? That has been, it, it's been great. It has been very good. Uh, it's allowed me to explore like, you know, more opportunities. Like uh, it was, it was very bizarre actually. I was, um, it's not very bizarre. It was basically at the end of 2020, I think, uh, yeah, if I'm not wrong, it's September 2020. I I, I texted Alan Mulder, uh, Alan uh, at the time I was working there. I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of getting into this thing, which uh, he's like, oh, what was this? I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I keep seeing this this thing called Dolby Atmos. Like, I have no idea what it is. I'm gonna check it out, and and then. And then I, 
I said like, he's like, sure, if you want to. I was just, I just thought like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to check it out, see what, what's it all about. So I bought like the whole kit, the whole speakers, and then just didn't, just no idea what was going to happen. Like no, no clue. No clue. I spoke to Andy Bensley from General Lake and he was like, yeah, sure, man. So you out. Uh, you know, go, go, go get some. Like, you know, like, oh yeah, cool, cool. And no, no one like told me, like pointed to me, like where to go, like whatever. And then had an email from uh, the people from Dolby, uh, from Andreas from Dolby. And like a few months later, asking us, like asking me and Alan if like we're interested in this thing called Dolby Atmos. To which at that point, I already, I pointed out to him, I bought all the speakers and everything. I just was just waiting for it to arrive and set up and I didn't even know how to be really set up. So I was just reading forums and like trying to find like those EBUs, like just drawing and graphs and like things that like, you know, basically trying to figure it all out by myself. And then you know, thank God there was a great team at Dolby that sort of pointed me in the right direction when, when they, when we started speaking to them and then, and then it's one of those like, um, yeah, seems like the world has been talking about it ever since. Absolutely. It's certainly become more and more prominent in, you know, lots of fields from cinema to music. It seems to be yeah. a lot of studios converting and have used the pandemic to, you know, convert to Atmos as well. So how did you, how have you found it? Have you started mixing in Atmos yet? Is, I guess that's the first question. Yes, I have starting, I have started mixing in Atmos and I was very lucky that uh, one of the albums that I mixed uh, by myself in stereo, I had the opportunity to mix it in Atmos myself. And uh, that was the Lathams, How Beautiful Life Could Be. And it was, it was just, it was just one of those, like, we, I just said like, oh yeah, I've got like, you know, I've got Atmos set up. And then they're like, great, here you go. Here's the album that you mixed in stereo. You can mix in Atmos. And then I just went like, great, I know the songs. <laughs> And then just worked from there and like, you know, that, that album got a number one, which is very, you know, it was nice. for a debut album. It was very cool. And like, you know, it was just one of those. And I was, I was, I was straight, straight on the, straight on that wheel <laughs> kind of. Well, no, that's good. I suppose you've got to hit the ground running, but how was it adapting to mixing in Atmos? How different is it and how did you learn it? Uh, there was a lot of trial and error and I had a, I had a, basically I've learned the software by, <laughs> it's going to sound a bit crazy, but during the pandemic, I went back to Singapore just for the holiday, just to like see, just to see fa- friends and family over there. And I was stuck in a, in a hotel with my brother for three weeks so I had nothing to do for the entire three weeks. Just me and my brother, PlayStation, <laughs> just playing playing games. And then every now and then, when I got bored of playing games and watching films, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read up about this this thing." So it, it was like I was cramming for an exam. So I was just basically just just studying this whole thing, just like learning in and out, like trying trying different methods, trying different things, like and it's just going like like ha- having like a mad scientist like moments where you're just like in this hotel and just like oh let's let's experiment like let's go Ooh, let's see what what this can bring 
So it was, I was very fortunate to have with that I was allowed that break. Mm, have that section of time. Now, I hope you and your brother get on well. I don't know what it'd be like if I was in a room with my brother and sister for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we, we got on all right. It was a, it was a very, very kind of cushy experience for a three weeks quarantine. We were in a five-star hotel in Singapore and it was like, it was nice. He like, you know, we had like separate corners. <laughs> He, he stayed out in the balcony a lot and I stayed in the, I was basically pruning myself, being in the bathtub. So we all, we all had our moments. Yeah, you've got that I'm in between out. that and learning at Moss. I mean, you, you were busy. You had a lot to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Did you must have binge watch some stuff as well? What were you watching during that time? I can't remember. I can't even remember what. <laughs> yeah. It was like a lifetime yeah. ago. Yeah, I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast, to be fair. So I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, yeah. That that definitely one of them, but yeah, I was I was very fortunate. I had the ground running, and like you know, it was it's it's been fun. It's like it's been it's been crazy to think that like you know, listening in music in three sixty in like you know, because we've we've always had like this whole, we've always had this whole like oh, um, what's it three dash one where we thought that was gonna be the next format like in the in in ages ago. I can't even remember when it was. It was before my time and then you had five one and they had seven one and then like you know just it was just and then this is like the only format where it's transferable to many what do you call it many for many devices mm-hmm. where it's yeah. scalable which i which i always use that term and yeah I, i'm really enjoying it and there's like the there's like the there's like the fun bit which is trying to translate from like two speakers to to like 30 speakers set up or whatever just trying to get that all like you know all gel into one which is fun well it sounds like quite the thing to adapt to though and I've heard from a few different mixers and you know producers and engineers that it's very much um sometimes up to your own interpretation as to you know what to do with the with the different um you know parts that you're kind of spreading around with these speakers so how do you find that how do you approach it uh i've i've approached it in the sense that like it's it's quite lucky because most of the things that i do in atmos like i do the stereo mixing so there is like there there's the conversations has been had with the artist and the producer like where to pan stuff and like where to like put stuff and like so by by the time you get to atmos you just you're just building the world around it and like you know it's just basically like i I, I want to feel like you're you're in a in a concert really like you know you're you're in the middle of the band like the band's playing with like in front of you but like surrounding you as well it's just it just makes it for a good time and it's just like the and like the best thing about you know like uh I mean, not the best thing but like this I, I work with many guitar bands which have like that wall of guitar sound which like when it comes to the chorus smacks you 360 <laughs> guitars everywhere so that's like you know yeah this kind of like my my approach i guess no i can understand why that would be particularly um you know impactful a wall of sound of Mm. guitars around you but um are you finding now when you're being asked to do mixes are you also asked to do an atmos mix now is that becoming a regular thing um yes i would say it's 50 50 yeah, I would say it's 50-50 um, that, like, you know, we we can, like, there is still uh, a cost involved with, with Atmos, obviously. 
which not not many not many um independent bands can afford sometimes mm, i can, yeah that must be a, a big factor in it as well and what about in terms of you know where can people or say the average listener actually listen to it in atmos unless you've got you know an atmos system at home which probably most people don't have um, I know there's yeah. a couple of compatible devices, but just in your opinion, what what works well, or what are you finding that people are listening to Atmos music on? I, I think it's the, the the that this is the thing that like uh, Apple Apple has done so well with selling their headphones, where everywhere you walk, you just you just see people with AirPod Pros, and like yeah. those people that like listen to Apple music, they get to experience uh, spatial spatial mixes as well because because there are so many people who has got those headphones and and i think that's like the this, this kind of like the most critical way of of people actually enjoying spatial audio mm. because if not it's it's rather ridiculous that like people like you know have to like buy like a like a home setup where where nowadays we're going through a recession and uh yeah, buying buying a whole home cinema system is probably not the thing that everyone's gonna get. Mm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What about I, I, um what what have you mixed so far in Atmos that you're really proud of? What's been your favorite thing to mix so far in the format? Uh so far, every everyone is like, you know, it sounds gonna sound so patronizing, but every single new mix that like I've I've been doing, like I've been I've been enjoying more and more. So like um like you you'll hear uh, in like a in like a few weeks I believe in like I'm not sure when it's gonna get released uh, this this new sports team album is like I I love that uh with like uh Mulder and I like Alan makes uh, quite a lot of the singles and like I makes like half of the, basically we split the album so like he's done half of it and I've done half of it and like we've we've done like the I've done like the Atmos as well because we've got like the same sort of like rigs and everything and so like you know so it's it's kind of it's kind of good and like he's like round the corner so i'm just like hey man come come listen to the atmos makes and like he'd be like okay cool <laughs> so it's quite yeah it's quite a fun like uh way of working together mm, i'll bet and um refresh my memory how did you come to work with alan and flood did you uh, did you say you just sent them an email once upon a time just saying can I work with you guys or can I do work experience? Was that right? Yep. Oh, well, that, that was it. See, if you don't ask, you don't get Caesar. Yeah, 100%. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, that was the way. Like, I basically, because um, Alan was a patron of of Lipper, which is the university that I went to, Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few of my friends had like done work experience with him and I basically just asked, hey, can I do work experience? And they said yes. Came in. That was actually 10 years ago now. Wow. Yeah, just past 10 years, a few days ago. And has that gone quickly, do you feel, or slowly, or a bit of both? <laughs> it's, it's a bit of both, depending on <laughs> how much sleep I had. <laughs> <laughs> I guessing sometimes not a lot, depending on how long these sessions are. 
<laughs> exactly. So sometimes <laughs> like sometimes at like 5 a.m. I'm like, oh, time's so slow. <laughs> oh no, but, you don't want to be clock watching. What about um what was your first day of um working there like on work experience? Oh my goodness. I must have repeat not I'm I'll never get tired of like talking about this story. Uh, like, like you know, never ever. It's like I think first day, uh, Falls was in the building, and cool. we they were Flood and Mulder were working on Holy Fire at that moment, um, and uh, and yeah, Alan was just mixing the first track of the first single of that album, which turns out to be Inhaler. Uh, by falls on the Holy Fire album. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those moments where it's just when the chorus hits, it's just like space. It's just it's it was one of those moments that I was just like, oh my God, um, I think this is it. Like I think like you know, you just think to yourself, it's like, oh my God, I I love it. Like I love what the the music that's coming out here and mm. like this is it. And yeah, it was very fortunate that I was allowed to carry on for a decade. (laughs) Well, I can hear your enthusiasm. That's great. I love to hear that. And what about um, before you decided to go to uni, were you always thinking, oh, I'd love to work in music in some way? Were you um, really into music as a kid or as a teenager? And did you want to work in a studio in some way? I've always wanted to, there, there, as a kid, obviously, we, I loved music. I loved playing guitar and, and it was, it was like, yeah, it was one of those, like, I really loved, I really loved music and like music, like sort of, no, I wasn't into music production, but I was, I loved sounds and it sort of got to a point where, so, uh, like I, I found like oh, Christ, I sound like such a fanboy right now. I found um, I found Nine Snails and like and they like sonically it was like it was like I was like oh my god, like this is crazy. Like when you think about it, and then and more and more like uh, of all the stuff that I listened to were all just like Flood and Molder uh, produced produced and mixed by them, and like like and I just. It got to a point where I was just like, okay, you know, might as well just try. <laughs> try and get a job there. <laughs> and then, like, you know, it just so happened. They're like, it's crazy, like, how you think, like, people, like, sonic families can be formed in through, through what do you call it, internationally without even meeting mm. each other. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. And just watching Flood and Mulder work, I mean, how... How was that experience, especially in your beginnings? I mean, you must have picked up so much from them. I'm sure there's so many things it's hard to single out. But um, what, what are some of your memories of um, watching them work early on? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you call it? How do, do you watch, like, is it Jason Pollock? Like, how do watching him paint? <laughs> like, oh, like, well, I, I've not, it's, it's, it's like, it's mind-blowing, to be, to be honest. You, like... Uh, how do I phrase this properly <laughs> without like sounding like an idiot? Base because coming from like a university, university everything is very, very top. Like Lippa is like one of the best schools in the world, I reckon, for audio because I've seen like I see so many of us Lippa people around everywhere in the UK and in America, 
but like they don't prepare you for like like these like I mean like yeah for these kind of moments where you just when you sat with like actual like hundred percent pro like they're like top of their game and then you just look at them do their thing and it's like oh my god like oh shit <laughs> it's like a whole different level. <laughs> They're I'll like, bet. oh wow, <laughs> they don't prepare you for this. No, you can only know it from being there and doing it, can't you? It is like this, this like the thing where, um, you know, the art of like uh, the art of production where you have you have to learn from like, at least that's how I feel. There's there's a lot of people that are for like they are a lot more talented than me and like i i always felt that like i needed like a bit of guidance and stuff like that and it was very fortunate that i that i got into this camp really that like they you know they, they're so they're so this how does how do you put this they're so mentoring mm-hmm. and they're so they're so nice and like they, they just help you with everything so like yeah i just, it's a great environment to be in really because like you know like Alan's like like I worked with him for like 10 years now and he's like he's like he's he's, he's like a like what do you call it so- sonic dad sonic dad <laughs> yeah but he'll like that <laughs> yeah sonic parent sonic yeah parent. they just like yeah you know you, you you learn and like you know you start out you do mixes and then they teach you they tell you like hey man you're doing it wrong or not you're doing it wrong it's just like hey look at it this way and like you know and then you you start from scratch and you you learn a lot out of it mm. it's like university does not prepare you for that no it just can't though can it it's the same with anything i suppose in any subject you got to get out there and actually do it and yeah. be there and learn it and immerse yourself which yeah. it sounds like you very much are because obviously the um the grammy winning mass education st vincent so what was your role on this um i had uh i had mixed it with uh i was working on it with Catherine marks and yeah uh and then it just went up for a grammy and yeah <laughs> and then um yeah and then Annie just won the best song of the year and it was very it's, it's a great song <laughs> I, yeah I can't really remember much of it I just remember <laughs> ah, we were there we did it and then we it won and I was like won. what yeah <laughs> yeah exactly where were you this, when you found out it won were you watching the Grammys or did you find out after I know it's on late isn't it I uh, it, it's probably I I found out when I woke up maybe and then I looked on the internet and just went like, oh, it won. Great. Oh. <laughs> just, yeah, Does that mean you have a those... Grammy? Does that technically mean that no, you've got no. one? Oh. I mean, I mean, I've got a certificate. Hey, that's good. But, yeah, that, that's good. Like it says, it says, it says, uh, I, I, yeah, I was in participation of uh, winners, <laughs> you know. So it is it's crazy to think that like, you know, because for for myself personally, it's it means a lot because in where I grew up, Singapore is when uh God <laughs> we're not really we we're not really into arts and culture really okay it's, yeah so like I uh, I kind of became like the so like I'm the first one in in the whole of Singapore to like win the Grammy basically <laughs> is that true the whole yeah. 
Oh, I, wow. Well, that's a big deal. I think we need to make you a certificate for that as well. Yeah, I, I definitely have not found anyone that's 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 Singaporean that's that's worn it before me. Wow. So, <laughs> so it's, yeah, uh, I'm guessing then when you were telling your family or friends that you wanted to do music production, <laughs> that must have been maybe a bit strange for them. Now that you've said it's not really as much of a thing over there. Yeah, because yeah, definitely I. It was. It's not much of a thing. Like I guess, like in. I don't know. It's just I want to be stereotyping, <laughs> like in it, yeah, in Singapore, definitely there was no, there's not much arts and like uh, and music involved, and like yeah, this it's always taken a back step because we're more of a, we're more into making our money, really. <laughs> I think yes. it's such a yeah. I've been there a few times. I can I can see that in the architecture. There's a lot of yeah. money going around for sure. There is a lot of like uh, yeah money going around for sure and like yeah it's just one of those like I've never I've never fitted into the that whole like system to which like it's it's to which it probably helped me get where I'm at. Mm. So did you always yeah. know you wanted to come to England and perhaps Liverpool oh. that exact <laughs> university because that was the place to be? Nope, I only did it because I could afford it. Oh. <laughs> And I couldn't even afford it for like the whole three years. I could only afford for the first year. <laughs> wow, what did you do then? What did you do for years two and three? Uh, years two, three, and four. Oh, and four. Uh, uh, I think uh, that I managed to find a charity organization in mm-hmm. Singapore, which kindly gave me a uh, like a what do you call? It? Yeah, it's a, it's a scholarship basically. Yes. So uh, they they wrote me a check and say good luck and they paid for my education and it was very very fortunate because yeah I, I wasn't in a I didn't come from a family that was like you know well enough to do to like afford for me to go overseas to do to do music uh, or like any other subject for a matter of mm. fact so yeah that was very fortunate because I did not have a plan B at all. It wasn't, it wasn't by choice. It wasn't by, you know, I was just sort of like a, let's go and see what happens. <laughs> and look what did happen. I'm so glad you got that um, scholarship. Yeah, so, so am I now. <laughs> so now am I, now I, I'm so happy that I managed to do that. I mean, because, yeah, yeah, was... all these bands you've worked with and you're working with these legends as well in the studio. I mean, what about the Killers? I'd love to ask you about that. What, what did you work on with them? Ah, uh, the first, oh God, I have, I've got a, got a great, I've got a great story about that actually. Uh, it's, um, not really great story. I it's think okay I, story. I'll, I'll, I'll still yeah, listen it's to okay it. story. <laughs> um, basically when I, I, when I did work experience with Balan, I was asked to prep some tracks on the, on the fourth album. Let me, let me just, double check on which which album it was because okay. I can't remember terrible memory um <laughs> you've worked on a few things I'll let you off <laughs> it was Battleborn the fourth album oh, yes. yes yeah so there was like there was the first like um I mean, yeah I did I was doing work experience and we were doing like matter of time I, I prepped like a few songs because Alan and Alan and John Catlin they engineered that time they were working on Led Zeppelin 
which is, as you do, which is my second session. It was just, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like w- doing work experience, his second session being for uh, Jimmy Page coming in, hanging out with him, making coffee. It was just, it was just yeah, exactly. Um, and then we, I was prepping Battleborn for Alan to go to New York to to do a few makes of it, and then we he he went he he came back and and it was it was it, the the track was done, matter of time, and then. Uh, and then yeah, and then Brandon did his his solo album with his second solo album with Alan, uh, the desired effect, and and it's been like you know because Alan and Flood are part of the Killers family and we've, we've worked on the we've, oh god I'm terrible with names uh, we worked on the we worked on the uh, new. It's not the new album. It's the pressure machine. It's not pressure machine. It's the the other the other album, bitches. Oh God, which is okay. And then we worked on wonderful, wonderful, and then imploding the mirage. Uh-huh. Okay. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And then they finally played this. Uh, they finally played London about a week or two ago and i just i just i i managed to get tickets through through the through through uh through the channels basically and i was i was stood in like the director's box and i was just like oh my god what has happened i can't believe 10 years has passed and i'm 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 stood in the director's box like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) well life can be funny sometimes can't it Uh, yeah, life can be. It's crazy. It's just like maybe I was in. Um, it's not. It was in secondary school when I was listening to somebody told. Somebody told me it's just like you know it was such a big hit like that you just can't. Yeah, yeah and like you know, fast forward like how many ever many years like, so like yeah, still so, direct. Boss, so like, good live, aren't they? What that came out, I think, yeah. when I was at school actually, and I saw the only Glastonbury I've been to, and I, I went when I was a teenager, oh, and they wow. were the headliner performing. They only had one album out at the time, Hot Fuzz, and I, oh, yeah. I loved that CD. I knew every word. It's one of my best ever gigs. Even now, looking back at it, it was just so good. Yeah, it is such a good album. Sam, Sam's Town is ridiculously good as well. Yes. For like a concept album is like not not concept album. It's just it's just a great second album. It's just like every album they put out has been has been fantastic. It's just loads of loads of hits and like loads of great songs. It's one of those like yeah, very lucky to be involved with with just just being a part. I, I yeah, just being a part of the the footnote of the killers. Mm. I'd love to ask as well what um who would you love to work with if you could just pick anyone even if you think that's crazy that could never happen um who would you just be honored to work with in the studio <laughs> uh get, is it possible to revive the Beatles <laughs> the mm. Beatles <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I have to get a time machine of some kind but I don't know it could it could happen what if you could just have Paul and Ringo yeah, I just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimate. Oof, I would love to be. Honestly, uh, I think on the bucket list, like I've I've worked on 
I've I've managed to assist on a few like a few nine snail tracks and stuff like that. But I think like to be in a room with Ak, uh, Trent, and Alan, I think that would that would be like a that would be like a wow. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just to just even to be like a, uh, uh, I think I might I might have said this like I've always like yeah just to see like the process and everything that would be that would be pretty damn cool. Like, I, yeah, who knows? And what about um, just favorite ever memories of the studio so far? Any, it could be even just someone that's not super well known, but something that you came away from and thought, oh, that was really cool. Oh God! I'm sure you've had a few. <laughs> to be fair, uh, I mean Jimmy Page on your first day. It's hard to top that, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. This, there was this moment where uh, okay, there was this moment where where Jimmy uh, uh, Jimmy was here and we were working uh, we were working along basically, and then uh, Flood was in the building because I think he he had like he he, he, he wasn't a he oh yeah he took he took a holiday because he he just had he just got married. <laughs> So obviously he's allowed to he go on a honeymoon. <laughs> well, he'd be in and trouble. He, yeah, and then he came back, and then we were like, I, Alan told him, "Say like, hey, uh, Jimmy Page is in the building. Do you want to meet him?" So I was like, "What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and and like you know, I managed to like I was like, and then Flood said, "Get me when he's here." Ran up, it's just like Flood, Flood, Flood. Jimmy's here, and then you know he met the introduction, and then Yanis from Falls turned around to to me and he's like, "Hey man, what are you gonna what are you gonna say? Like you know, when you go back to uni, are you gonna tell your friends that you're hanging out with Jimmy Page all all, all summer?" And I just had had a moment to myself, just go like, "Oh shit, no one's gonna ever believe me." <laughs> Do you have any photos? Come on, where's the evidence? Oh, I, I, no, there's no photos, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's not really the thing to do. Like, hi, Jimmy, oh. can I just yeah. <laughs> prove that <laughs> I was working with you? Yeah, it was a, there was another moment as well where, um, because we, we were running, we were trying to finish this deadline that was, that was uh, for, I guess, for a Christmas delivery or something like that. And it was quite, it was quite intense. And it's not intense, like more intense than usual, but like we were, there was like me and John Kelly, we were doing like a rotation shift, basically. He would work with Alan like two other day. And then I would, I would, I would be the one at night, like stemming through the board and everything and through the game. And everything, and every like every day, I was I was well, I was sleeping at like eight a.m. or like sometimes even like nine a.m. And then that's that's uh, that's studio life, <laughs> unfortunately. Yes. And um, and then John comes in at like 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 I'm, I must have like closed my eyes for like fifteen minutes. It felt like it. It's like, hey man. You gotta wake up. I was like, "Why?" Just, I just fell asleep. Like, come on, man. I said, "Like, uh, I think the guys wants to have like lunch." I was like, "Which guys?" Uh, Robert, Jimmy, and John Paul Jones. I was like, "You are kidding!" <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to wake up and clear clear the lounge because they were coming in to have lunch. Nice sleep for you. <laughs> 
it wasn't even no sleep. It, that that wasn't like it was more like a. Who did you say that? Say that again. It's a real sentence. He thought you would never yeah. hear. I'm sure. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> sentence to be wake waking up and like you know just like being such a being such a fan like you know just like just yeah such a <laughs> yeah definitely one of those like what that is mad <laughs> it really is mad though when you think about it isn't it yeah especially if you like you came down for work experience and like you know that's like your second like like work like that was like my second basically job like second like second session that was on mm. it was still with with Mulder but it was there was just the second session and I was sworn to secrecy back then because I like, don't tell anyone I was like what's happening and then uh Alan press played and it was good times bad times it's like no fucking way what <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm <laughs> yeah it was it's because was like it was it, it, like yeah, his Led Zeppelin was sworn sworn to secrecy, and just because it wasn't released, and obviously oh, course, no one, yeah. no, like, no one had known that it was gonna come out, and we had to like get a safe that like you know like that was bolted to the floor just in case someone would come and steal like the files and yeah, yeah serious <laughs> stuff. Yeah, serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Very serious stuff, and it's just yeah, is I I don't. Yeah, work experience normally isn't like that. No, I would not imagine it was. I did mine at my <laughs> local newspaper and nothing interesting happened at all. So you, you've got good stories to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um so back to the Atmos stuff. So you've um you've got this new room. So I'd love to hear a bit about the stuff you've got in there. So you've got Genelec speakers, haven't you? So what um what are you using in this room? I am using uh Genelec ones actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I've, I'm, I'm mainly using like Genelec like ones, eight, three, four ones, and like I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've been fortunate to, like, to try some of the ones and just fell in love with it and just like just thought like you know I might as well just go for it, and yeah, it's 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 crazy with like the with the software and everything like. It, with the GLM software, it's absolutely genius. It's, it's so good that, like, I'm, I've managed to, when I went to Singapore, I managed to bring a pair of, with me with the GLM software. It was it was great. It worked like a charm. Like, I felt like I was back in the studio. Maybe it wasn't as acoustically treated, but I still was in a similar space because, like, yeah, because the because of the room correction mode and everything. So I, I'm a huge fan of GLM software. Well, it sounds like it's making a big difference. So did you take them with you? Is that when you were stuck in the hotel room for three weeks? Was yes. it a different time? Or it was? Yeah. No, it was. It was. It oh, was. So were you learning Atmos on these um, portable ones then in this hotel room? Yes. Yes, I was. Uh, I was like sort of, I, it wasn't 100%. It wasn't a 7.1.4 setup. Oh, no. But it was it was like sufficient enough <laughs> just to like just to learn what the hell's going on because uh, there wasn't like there wasn't much tutorials at the start I guess because I, <laughs> I guess because I I was kind of I was kind of early I guess maybe yeah and what about well, did you have any noise complaints I hope they had good acoustic treatment in this hotel room <laughs> I think they didn't have a choice because. 
I was there, like, I was forced to be in there. So Yeah, forced to be in there. You're like, guys, this is my job. I know it might be noisy, but I'm learning Atmos. You'll find out about it later. Yeah, exactly. So, like, tough luck. I'm sorry. If you want, you can can get out of here. Like, it's not, I'm not. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I wouldn't. uh, It was, I think it was pretty good. They did not, no one kicked up a fuss. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. And had you been using Genelec for a few years then? So you were familiar with them? Yeah, I think I've 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 just started using Genelex in 2020, uh, just after the pandemic. Just during the no, after just after I won the MPG, uh, Andy Bensley like managed to because of the the award that I won, it was sponsored by Genelec, and they were like, hey. Yeah, Hey, Caesar, try this. I was like, oh, mm, uh, you know, I've got a lot of speakers. <laughs> yeah, try it. So, how did they win you over? I'll what was the? What did you I, notice about them? I just, I just love the the whole concentric, like you know, the whole concentric vibe of it. That is just all from one source. That the top end and everything is is clear and concise, and like yeah, it's it's been. It's been killer. I've been using it so like since really, which is annoying. I'm just like, oh, I hope they don't discontinue the these. I'm sure they <laughs> won't. They'll be up for all. <laughs> yeah, Especially, not 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 anytime soon, at least. No, well, I hope not. Um, and what about projects that you've got upcoming that you're allowed to talk about? Of course, have you got anything exciting in the works or anything top secret? Uh, top secret. I, I don't know what. What what I can talk about, what I can't really talk about. I guess I can I can talk about sports team. Yes, let's uh, hear about sports team. What is that? Let's start with that. Uh, sports team. Uh, it is. Uh, I think. Let me check. When is the the new album coming out? It's it's called Gulp. Uh, Gulp sports team. Sports team out twenty second of July. Okay, Still not too long. long. Oh, not too long. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I mixed half of it. Alan makes half of it, and it's it's one of those like uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think that sometimes I have to turn around and pinch myself. It's just like like I'm, I'm mixing half of the album with like with like with Alan, like you know, it's with someone that's like it's like uh, fucking like. It, at that that state like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like sometimes I'm like whoa Susan you come really far like you know I'm like I'm really thankful for like that and you know you just have to prove yourself like working wise and you know it's been it's been great it's been all been good good I'm glad to hear it um well with that I, I think I'll let you go I know you've got a nine inch nails gig to get to later haven't you so you've already got yeah. it ready there's tube strikes in London for anyone listening, this dates this yeah. podcast immediately, unless there are many, many tube strikes, which there might be. But um, this is the June yeah. tube strike we're referring oh, to. <laughs> I really hope. I really hope not. Thank oh, you. I hope you get there okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. We, the the gig is starting. I don't know when, but <laughs> we're, they we're, won't be um, until nine. It's always nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but the the opening act is great as well. Eve's tumor. I think I'm pronouncing the word right. I I don't know. I could be pronouncing it wrong. Don't. You're probably it, not the it, only it, one. Yeah, yeah. It is. God damn it! I wish I I was I was better at pronouncing some words. <laughs> hey, they they are great. 
so I'm looking forward to watching them live as well as as nails and with nine inch nails is okay songs that I've been listening to since I was twelve or whatever. It's gonna be a great night, no matter what. Yeah, it'll be amazing. We'll have a fantastic night. Um, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us on the podcast, Stacey. My it's pleasure. I just talk to you again. I hope honestly. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay, thanks thanks so much caesar pleasure i'll speak to you soon speak to you next Take time. Care. bye bye headliner radio supporting the creative community